So the other day, I went to get gas before the hurricane, and I went to fill up my truck and, you know, fill a few extra gas cans, and I was there with everybody else in the city. It was a bit chaotic, a bit confusing, and I pulled into the gas station, and I'm trying to navigate this whole thing, who's going where, because there's an overabundance of cars in the parking lot. And so I find the area that I think I'm supposed to be in, and you, you can see this whole thing is tense. People are on edge a little bit. And so eventually my turn comes, and I, I swing my truck in, and I get ready to pull into the pump. And just before I get to the pump, a guy comes from the other direction in a much smaller car and pulls in between me and the pump. I began to get a little angry. But he jumped out of his car, and he began to give me the what for. And he began to string together all these very creative words that described just what he thought about me. So I began to get even more angry. Like, who does this guy think he is? Like, I was pulling into this pump. This is my pump. And, but everybody was tense in that moment. There, there was so much anxiety in that moment. It was like primed for, for some sort of outlash. And so as he gets out of his car and he's waving around and he's pushing like this, and, and I began to realize that it wasn't he who cut me off. It was me who cut him off. What he was pointing to was the long line of people on the other side of the gas station that I had just cut in front of. I had come in from the wrong side of the, of the gas station, and so now technically I was the one being the jerk. So I began to kind of apologize, and you know, I back out of the way, and I pull back around and get into the long line of people that's waiting for this to, for, for, to get gas in that moment. And I'm sitting there replaying that situation in my head, you know, as we do. What was that guy going on about? Why did he have to get upset at me? Did I really do anything? And, but I began to realize was that he wasn't really mad at me. He wasn't mad at Seth, like personally. You jerk, what's wrong with you? No, I was just a guy in a truck that he didn't know any different from anybody else. There was something much bigger going on. Everybody in that moment is worried about this hurricane that's coming. Everybody in that moment's worried about their family. Everybody's worried about, will this thing pass? Will it hit us? Will there be anything left? Will we be able to survive when it's gone? Will my families be okay? I just happened to be like the spark to the dynamite that was waiting to happen. But it wasn't really about me. It was about everything that everybody was carrying with them on that particular day. He was angry. So, Anger is something that we, as humans, will have to deal with from time to time, whether it be something that's welling up within us or whether it's anger from somebody else at us. To experience and deal with anger is a part of what it means to be human. In Mark chapter 3, there's this time where Jesus himself gets angry at something. Mark chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. Another time, Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. He's talking about the religious leaders. So they watched him closely to see if he, if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone, because whatever he's getting ready to do, he wants everybody to see. Then Jesus asked them, the religious people, which is lawful on the Sabbath? to do good or to do evil, 
to save life or to kill, but they remained silent. He looked at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. This question that Jesus asked the religious people, which is better, to save life or to kill, to heal or to destroy, this question speaks to and calls out the hardness of the hearts of the religious people. What are you doing? Why are you standing around idly by? He gets angry at this whole situation. This word in the Greek text, the word for anger, it has to do with this thing that comes over you for this moment, but then it passes on. So anger is this emotion. It's this thing that, that wells up inside of you, but then it eventually subsides. And there's a couple different ways that we can deal with anger because anger is essentially just this emotion. Anger is this emotion. And so maybe the issue isn't anger of itself. Maybe the issue is what do you do with this emotion in that moment? There's a couple different responses that we can typically have to anger. The, the main one that we seem to rely on is usually about us, isn't it? And it usually has to do with our sense of pride, Maybe even our ego, well, you can't do that to me. And so anytime somebody like has some sort of conflict or somehow like does you wrong, this thing wells up inside of us when they cut you off at the gas pump, when they cut you off in traffic, when they don't show up on time, when they don't respond to the email, when they don't do the thing that you've wanted to do, we take this offense to it. And now all of a sudden this thing begins to well up inside of us. But this isn't what we see happening here with Jesus. Je Jesus has this like different approach. He does something different with this. He gets angry and then he takes this whole thing in a different direction for, because for him it's not about this ego. It's not about the pride. It's about a much larger issue. There's something else. There's this injustice that's happening. There's almost like this sense of divine anger. It, it, it's a whole different sort of thing. I mean, if you think about it, though, if we're talking about a guy like Jesus, who claims to be the Son of God, this God who is love, then wouldn't this be the kind of response we would want to see from this Jesus? Wouldn't we rather see him getting angry at the religious people who claim to love him and claim to follow him and who aren't doing anything about it? And here's one of his children with a shriveled hand going through some sort of suffering or pain or hurt. And they're more concerned with the rules of the game than if the guy should be healed or not. Wouldn't you rather this Jesus who claims to be God, the God who is love, wouldn't you rather him get angry at the suffering of one of his children? Wouldn't you rather him get angry at the people who are sitting idly by doing nothing rather than just being okay with it? Wouldn't it, in fact, be more disturbing if this God was just okay with the suffering of the world? Wouldn't it be more disturbing if he was okay with people exploiting other people and people not taking care of other people? Wouldn't that be a bit more concerning to us? I mean, the thing about anger is that there's a lot of power and energy in anger. Have you ever really gotten mad at something? 
really upset. Maybe to the point where like you flew off the handle a little bit. Have you ever lost it and it's just, maybe, have you ever, you ever said some things to somebody that you wish you could take back in a moment of rage? Have you ever broken something with that anger? There's so much power and energy in those things, in that emotion. There was one time in my early 20s and uh, I was going through a bit of a rough time. In my life, I'd gotten kicked out of Bible college. That was a fun time. I had moved back home with my parents in my 20s. I was living in my room that I grew up in. I was paying rent to my father for the room that I grew up in. They had given me a 10 o'clock curfew because they didn't trust me in that time, in that moment in my life. And so one particular evening, I went out to hang out with some friends of mine and there's one buddy of mine who's the type of person, you may know these, these people, that they say just the right things at just the right times, and they really know how to get under your skin, you know, those types of people. And so this was my buddy, and we were hanging out on, on, on their front porch, and I remember he just kind of had been picking, like nit nitpicking on me all day, and I could feel this thing, this like frustration, like building and building and building. And then eventually he said something, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, it was the final straw. You ever had that moment where you go, okay, this is, it. and it was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the thing that pushed me over the edge of the cliff. And so he was sitting on the porch, and then next to him, was this white plastic chair. And I'm not easily rattled. I'm, I'm a fairly even-tempered sort of fellow. Like I, it takes me a lot to get to that point. But the chair was sitting there, and he said this thing, and I got up, and I went over, and I picked up that chair. And I reared back, and I swung it as hard as I possibly could, and I got it as close to his nose as I possibly could, and I swung, and I smashed that chair against the side of the house, and it shattered into a bunch of little pieces. And so we just kind of stood there staring at each other, both of our eyes as big as saucers. Did that really just happen? Like, what was that? I mean, the amount of energy and power that came over me in that moment that was released by the smashing of the chair was incredible. You ever, you ever had one of those moments? You're like, what was that? And so I look back on that moment 20 years ago, and I remember just that energy that took over. I remember that release of that energy. And, and as I look back, that really wasn't about him, was it? It was about me and where I was in this moment in my life, the things that I happened to be dealing with. It had very little to do with him and so much more about what was happening inside of me that I hadn't yet dealt with. What does Jesus do with his anger in this moment as he's looking around at the people who are not taking care of his child? He takes that energy and that power and he responds a little bit differently. He says, stretch out your hand. And the man is healed. The anger of Jesus actually leads to healing and restoration, actually leads to making things better. You see, the problem 
is not anger. The problem is what do we do with the anger? The issue is not anger in and of itself. The issue is there's this very powerful emotion that we often misuse and misplace. Jesus becomes angry, and yet he lived a sinless life. So the problem is not the anger. The problem is what do we do with it? We, we have to figure out why is this thing making us upset in the first place? Is there something going on behind all of that that's actually contributing to it? And then what do I do with that power and that energy when it comes over me? What are you going to do with that? Are you going to take all of that power and that energy that comes in that moment and are you going to use it in a way that will destroy something or someone or, or are, you go, are you going to take that energy and that power and channel it into something that actually increases the amount of peace in the world? Often, when we think about as we grow up into our lives and as we get older, we're asking this question about our purpose in the world. What, what are you going to give your life to? We're searching for this sense of, of something greater than ourselves that we can devote our being to. And often the question that we ask is, what, do you th what is the thing that you love to do? What do you love to do? Well, then just do that. But sometimes, some of us find ourselves in a place where maybe there's not any one thing in particular that we absolutely love to do. Maybe there's a few things that we like to do, but I'm just not sure if there's anything that I want to give the entirety of my life to, this larger calling. Maybe, maybe there's a different question to ask. Maybe we can ask the question, what makes you angry? What's the thing that you see in the world, that you look at, that you see on the news, that you read online? What's the thing that you find that you say, that is not right, and somebody should do something about it? What's that thing? I'm not talking about some sort of petty thing. Like, what's that bigger thing that you see in the world that you have the thought, that is terrible, Somebody should do something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe that somebody is you. Maybe that's the kind of anger that's, that's actually okay to listen to. Maybe that's the kind of thing that God is using to clue you in to your bigger sense of purpose in the world. I mean, doesn't it seem like in the world we live in, there's so many people that are so angry about so many things. And doesn't it seem sometimes that so much of what people seem to be angry about seems so small? It just seems we get angry about the things that don't matter, and then we seem to be indifferent about the things that actually do. Like, why are people getting so upset about what celebrities and athletes think about stuff? I've seen a couple of stories over the past couple of years, maybe you've experienced this as well, where there seems to be some sort of public outrage about some particular issue. And sometimes I just have the thought of, really? There was uh, a group of people that I heard about recently that apparently are upset at the idea of a black little mermaid. And then there's other groups of people that are upset because they think that people aren't actually upset that there's a black little mermaid. 
And then a, a, a little bit ago, there was a group of people that were getting upset and angry about animal crackers because they said the box on the side of the animal crackers, these cartoon animals, were being portrayed as circus animals and they were behind cages and that wasn't right. And so they began to get angry about it. And so now the cartoon animal crackers on the side of the animal cracker box have been freed. They are now free animals on the animal cracker box. Or a couple years ago, there was a whole bunch of people that got upset at a coffee company because this particular coffee company, they decided to make some changes to their disposable holiday coffee cup. They took off all holiday greetings or any sort of thing that was Christmassy related and they just made a red disposable coffee cup. And people got really, really upset about it. They even did things like boycotted this coffee company. Really? These are the things that we're choosing to get upset about? Cartoon characters, animal crackers, disposable coffee cups. This is where we're putting our energy and our time. So after I got in the proper line and then I eventually got my gas and nobody else yelled at me, it was a good rest of the day, I made my way home and I began to wait out the hurricane just like the rest of you did. My wife got called into the hospital, mandatory call-in because of the potential of the hurricane. And so I found myself with a few extra down hours. Put the kids to bed, had some extra free time. And so I began to watch a couple of documentaries. And they were both kind of in the same genre of, of documentaries, but essentially what they had to deal with was <coughs> these young black men who got caught up in the, social, in the justice system somewhat unjustly. And I watched the first one and it made me mad. And I watched the second one and it made me even more angry than I was before. I sat on the couch and I watched as these young men were treated in a particular sort of way because of the color of their skin and because they didn't have the funds and the, the economics behind them to try to do anything about it. And it made me very upset. It made me very angry. And so I sat there and I began to think, well, should I even be angry at this? But I, I just kind of, I, I decided that, yeah, it was okay. This was something that I should be angry about. Little Mermaid, Animal Crackers, Holiday Cups. No, 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 no. But this thing, this thing I should be upset about. These were God's <coughs> children. And so I just let that anger just sit. I just sat in it. I just sat. I embraced it. Because there was this time that Jesus said this thing. He said, He said, love your neighbor as yourself. These young men are my neighbors, and they're dealing with some pretty awful stuff, and that's, it's not that uncommon. In fact, people are still dealing with it, with it right now. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are my neighbors. And I know for me personally, I would never, ever, ever want to have to go through anything remotely close to what they are dealing with. 
So I just <coughs> sat in that moment. Should I get rid of that anger? Should I have not experienced that sense of frustration? Should I have tried to reject and deny that part of who I am? No, no, no. Because that's a good thing to be upset about. That's a proper thing to get angry with. You see, when you start to see people getting angry over things that may seem ridiculous, maybe there's like a deeper reason. Maybe there's something else. <coughs> maybe the reason it seems like people these days are just kind of looking for a fight is because they aren't already in one. Maybe, maybe the reason people lose their minds over silly stuff that celebrities and athletes say is because they haven't given themselves, haven't given themselves to something bigger than themselves. <coughs> you ever find yourself at a, at a sporting event and you see the guy who's like losing his mind over everything? He's yelling at the umpire, the referee, his team, their team, just like an endless stream of obscenities. Like, what is that guy's deal? That guy's got some serious issues. Well, maybe there's something going on behind all that. And maybe the reason that he's putting all of that energy and frustration and pent-up anger into that moment is because he was made for something much bigger, much larger, some sort of bigger cause. And he hasn't found himself the ability to tap into that thing yet. And so now he takes all of that, that anger and that frustration, that thing that could be used for something more, and he's channeling it and he's directing it into something so very small and so very petty. How important is that game really? Does it really matter if they went, well, I'm a big fan. Sure, get excited, have a good time. But five years from now, 10 years, does this thing really matter at all. Is it possible that this guy is using a thing that God has given him for something good and he's using it for something so very small and so very petty? People sometimes say things like, well, I just have a temper. Really? Or is that just the language we use to try to justify maybe we've got some stuff going in here that we haven't dealt with? Well, I just have a temper. Or is it because you haven't realized that you were made for something bigger and you're not putting that stuff, that energy, and that frustration into the right place? The truth is there will always be things to get upset about. <clears throat> there will always be things that can make you angry. But there will also always be people and issues in our world that need your help. Yeah, there's small things that you can get upset about each and every day, but there's also much bigger things and much more important things that maybe God is calling you to, to be a part of, to be a part of this much larger thing. So the question for us is not, is it okay to have anger? The question for us is, will we allow our anger to be used to create more brokenness in the world we live in, to smash a chair to scream and shout at somebody, to tell somebody just how little you think of them. 
Will you use that energy, that power that comes through anger and use it for something that leads to more brokenness and destruction? Or will you take that energy and that power and use it for something that actually increases the amount of peace in the world? Jesus says, it says, he looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. He said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. To experience anger is a part of what it means to be human. But to follow the divine, to be more like Jesus, is to accept the truth that you were made for something bigger than yourself. That you have been created in such a way that you have these certain emotions and feelings and when handled in the proper context and when handled in the proper way can actually be used to increase the amount of peace and healing and love in the world. So my prayer for you is that you will become more and more aware of this anger, that you will take a minute to ask the question, what is this thing I'm getting upset about? Does it really matter? Is there something else behind this? And this little thing isn't what I'm angry at. There's a whole bunch of other stuff I need to deal with. My prayer for you is that you will become more in tune and in touch with that anger and that you will learn to embrace it in a way that you can use that power and that energy to bring something beautiful into existence. My prayer for you is that you will learn to guide and direct that energy into something good. My prayer for you is that you will be angry at the right things and that you will let the other things go. My prayer for you is that God will be working through you to take that energy towards the right sorts of things, that you will get angry at the right sort of thing, and you will take that energy, and it will lead to more healing and restoration, to incredible acts of healing and restoration in our world.